I may not have stolen from the elderly, but I do steal hearts. The only thing I'm gobbling is the competition. Hey everyone, welcome back to Read the Rich. It's the show that we Read talk about the real rich. housewives and also whatever That's we right. want. Um, yes. What is new with you, Ashley? Uh, nothing. I didn't get to sing the intro, though. That's the only thing. Oh, well, why don't you say it now? Nope. That was actually the intro to your intro. Nope. I won't sing it. Okay. Looks like nope. the people are going to go, go hungry this week. They will go hungry. Such yeah. is life, you know? Life is life is tough. And if you guys think that I'm going to give you handouts every week of me singing, you got another thing coming, okay? You yep. snowflakes got to toughen up, okay? Nobody wants to work anymore, cool. and that's why they don't get their intro. They don't deserve it. That's right. It. Well, mm-hmm. uh, this week's episode was definitely one of the episodes of this show. Um, what was the name of the episode? <laughs> RSV, please. RSV, please? Why was it even yep. called that? What was the RSVP I have been for? asking myself that question That's, since I found out that doesn't make what sense. it was called. Okay. All right. Oh, you, like, uh, you know what? I think I do know what it's for. Uh, but uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a second because now is the time for uh, the segment that we're not going to skip out on. We're going to do it. And it's the segment that's called James Struggles to Write an Intro to describe what happened this episode. So let me just get through that, mm-hmm. and then we'll, uh, we can get into talking about it. So, uh, yeah. Whitney, Lisa, and Jen meet up for a sequel to the skiing episode from a few uh, episodes back. They decide to go on some difficult hills, which seems kind of mean to Jen, who sucks at this. Speaking of being mean to Jen, it's revealed to Jen that one of the lesser Angies, whose name is actually Donna... Uh, has been saying that Jen is a bully, and Jen gets very mm-hmm. angry about this, kind of like a bully would. Uh, this <laughs> episode contains, I think, easily, at least in my limited experience, admittedly, uh, the longest ever sequence of just husbands, just the boys. That's true. Shooting the like shit. in any franchise, I think, honestly. Yeah. I have not seen as much as you, but in the, the stuff that I've seen, I the husbands are usually on screen for like a few seconds and then... Like, yeah, they exist. They have their own hopes and dreams and lives, but uh, <laughs> no one really cares Do about them. This this episode I don't was so. like it, this was this passes the reverse Bechdel test. So like it was like I don't know. It seemed like maybe at least ten minutes of just the boys, just the bros, like mm-hmm, hanging out. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So that's a little bit noteworthy. Uh, all the husbands meet up at Coach Shaw's place for some good old-fashioned bravo, uh, doing their best to launder Jen Shaw's public reputation by showing how sad Coach is about it. Um, that's her husband. Seth and uh, Lisa's husband, forget his name, have an awkward confrontation where nothing really changes between them, but they also don't seem to be that mad at each other anyway. It seemed mostly like mm-hmm. a, you know. Uh, appearances thing uh, coach Shaw opens up to the group about how he cries a lot because his wife might go to prison for the rest of her life yep and uh, Whitney's husband is like Sad. dude I get it I just got fired so same uh, <laughs> same the, uh, yeah same boat same boat uh, at this point the bros they don't really know how to show affection for each other and support um, they share what I would describe as a group handshake um, <laughs> And then someone says, oh, this is like therapy. And they all laugh really hard and uh, stop having that vulnerable moment. Um, 
then uh, I'm I'm cutting out like a ton of just nothing scenes in my opinion. But uh, the next mm. important scene is where Heather has a rehearsal for her choir. So she's actually mm-hmm. let all of the people who hate her into the choir as well. And when mm-hmm. the choir director is leading the rest of the group in a vocal warm up, uh, Lisa and Heather warm up their vocals by fighting with each other, like in the same room mm-hmm. as everyone else. At least that's how it's edited. Um, mostly it seems to be Lisa fighting Heather. Then Lisa gets Whitney involved and it's established that actually everyone is still really mad at Heather for not saying that she heard Lisa gave blowies for jazz tickets. Uh, right. also that other thing with the funeral thing, but I think Lisa's retreating into this cause it makes her seem less ridiculous. Uh, Jen and Angie, that's the top Angie. They also have a confrontation where Jen demands Angie's husband to apologize in public. Actually, mm-hmm. um, it, uh, the whole thing is all very toxic. If uh, I were genuinely a part of this choir because I was looking for a way to worship God through music, this <laughs> would probably be the last choir uh, meeting I would attend. Um, yeah. Finally, Meredith and Jen. So this is where the RSV please thing, I think, comes in. Meredith and Jen are chilling with one of the other less, lesser Angies. Um, each. They're each no, in was... separate locations, and they're each chilling with one of the mm-hmm. lesser Angies. Jen decides to right. call Meredith, but then notices that her Angie is the one that called Jen a bully. So to <laughs> combat these vicious rumors, Jen bullies this Angie, who actually, uh, in a first for this show, actually stands her ground to Jen Shaw and tells her she doesn't like the way Jen speaks to people. Um, so that's yeah. a level of strength and, uh, frankly, integrity that uh, no one else on the show has when it comes to Jen. <laughs> and uh, yeah. that was, the call was originally to tell, like uh, at least that's the way they made it seem on the show. The call was originally to invite Meredith to some girl's trip. And then it just so happened that other Angie, whose name's Dana, was there. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, if you missed our last episode, uh, we've decided to start just referring to We've decided to refer to like all of the friends of as Angie because most of their names are Angie anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. It just makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Just makes it easier for me mostly because I don't remember anyone's <laughs> name. But uh, good for mm-hmm. that Angie. She really did a good job. Uh, I don't know. I was mm-hmm. surprised because Jen was like pretty upset at her, and she was like, "Yeah, Jen, you actually suck. No one likes yeah. you." <laughs> she said, "She's like, I don't like how you speak to people." Yeah, and. and- yeah. Like factual no, actual. Sh- that is like what someone with self-respect would say to Jen Shaw. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild that so few people actually say that to her. You know? Anyway. Okay, but she has charisma. So I mean, I don't know. Her charisma is we- wearing thin on me, to be honest. I don't know. It is. It's working on me. So hmm. I got to admit. I got to admit it. Really? I don't know. I, I think if she was like f- a little bit funnier, then I could get on board. But mm. I don't know. Her jokes have been pretty uh, weak, in my opinion, this season. Like mm. we were talking last week, how it was all like she was given like good insults for someone else, but they weren't really applicable to okay. um, yeah the situation. So, Agreed. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe she's a little bit off her game with everything that's going on. Mm. She's tr- she's trying to manage. Uh, I guess public opinion with the impending trial and all that. She's like trying to control the narrative. So I'm sure that that comes with some complications. My sympathies are with Jen Shaw during this time and I hope she knows it. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. You know, they always say that, they, I think they said that um, the free Jen Shaw movement is about the constitution um, and it's about, uh, you know, 
people who get wrongly accused for things um, and are put in prison. And that message just really resonated with me. Uh, but if I was to be serious, I would actually tell you that like her charisma, like tricks, they're actually starting to chip away at the animosity that I felt towards her, if I'm honest. Like I just, you know, you see her and you see, you kind of see the way that you, she handled situations. You see the way that her family is trying to deal with this, this, uh, this time, um, leading up to the trial as well. And I, I see her humanity. I do. And like, okay. you know, and I think, I think in the same way where she's like, oh, I wish, um, that Angie Harrington's husband could publicly apologize. I'm sure that's how her um, victims feel as well, or the, the and the families of her victims. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, she- last week. You remember last week we were talking about how uh, the 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 restorative justice process. Yeah. Okay. So she basically did. She was. We were both kind of wrong, kind of right. She did not have the stipulation in it where she was like, you have to tell me that I'm innocent. Although Sorry, I'm sure that she would. App- Jen Shaw, when she had a conversation with Angie at the choir practice, said, oh, oh right. do you guys. Um, uh, oh, yeah. She or, wants him like, to make a public apology. Right. Yeah. That's her uh, restorative justice, I guess. Also, like, seems kind of like a power play to me. Um, and you think so? Unnecessary. Like, who cares? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't do it if I were him. Like, no. Okay. I mean, he already pretty much apologized on a show, but, you know, she hasn't seen that, obviously. That was just like a few episodes ago. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, you know, he he went out, whatever. He was like, hey, listen, before you judge me, I know it was a bad idea, uh, but I made an account to bully, cyber bully. Jenna. Yeah. He's like, before Oops. you judge me, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to judge you Oops. right here in this moment. Yeah. We're waiting <laughs> for like, judgment day. Judgment bro. day is right now, and I'm judging you. Okay? All right. Yeah. You know what? I secretly am a 14-year-old girl. Uh, this is how I deal with my problems. <laughs> yeah. So, RSVP, episode 8, season 3 of Real Houses of Salt Lake City opens with Lisa Barlow uh, and her family, Jack, John, right. Henry, I all this scene around like they. It's not really. I just thought it was interesting because like she's, she she mentioned in that um, bustle article that I read to you guys a couple weeks ago where it was like, oh, Lisa Barlow shed her good girl image and has found her audience. Basically, the article was like, oh, finally she's embracing the fact that she's a bitch, mm. right? <laughs> so uh i just thought it was interesting because she in that article was like i would love to bring more religion into the show right and so this is her doing so mm. and so i don't i don't necessarily know how much of this storyline about her and god are true um and her relationship with god or or whatever or if it's her trying to win points in a society like utah where that that sort of thing is like currency you know what i mean like right yeah i th- I, th- I, I remember you. i think she's probably just trying to get you know improve her image exactly 
right she says she wants to do bible study with her family once every week uh uh, she she uh the world is crazy and her boys need to have a really good core and if they're focused on god then life will be easier right and i'm just like okay so you're equating religion with goodness to your children the world is so much more than christianity and right like you are essentially teaching your children that goodness is when people believe in your god okay i don't know that's what i take away from it what do you think i mean like yeah uh okay well here's what i'd say uh, is that like i think it's cool and fine and good for people to be religious and spiritual and to um you know go to church and study the bible or whatever yeah. religion happens to be i think that's fine and i think that's cool yeah and i i don't i don't think that's like a, a problem at all um i think that like there's a little bit of that what you're saying that like by becoming christian you're inherently saying that other religions are wrong or whatever but I don't really agree. I feel like it's fine to be religious. And uh, if you're Christian, then, that you know, you're Christian and you believe in Christian things. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that implies that you don't mm. believe in other things or whatever. But I don't know. I don't, I don't really right. agree that it's, like, necessarily bad what she's doing because everyone who believes in a religion believes in that sort of thing. And oh, okay. uh, on top of that, uh, her husband when she's talking about praying he's like yeah i think meditating is also a way to pray right you can meditate like this right meditate like that which is like yeah that actually is kind of a more accepting of other you know religious practices i than agree most uh christians are that's so that's but what her I, that's husband what said that saying. she didn't say that you know what i mean but her was, husband said know, that she, she didn't, didn't say that him, she was kind of like yeah okay sure. so okay. i don't know like yeah she's and being spiritual in her way as a Christian. And yeah. I don't think that's, I don't know, personally, I don't see it. But um, And even, um, uh, uh, is it Jack, the, the older uh, son was like, oh, everybody can do religion in a different way, right? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I was just thinking that maybe the, the, the bit about uh, equating religion to goodness or Christianity to goodness could be, or... Uh, like I'm thinking about like the snowball effect that it might have, but that might also just be like a logical fallacy. Who is to say, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Who's to say I did a notice... professor of philosophy? Um, <laughs> sorry. I did notice that scene though, saying? like her kids sort of roast her, but in like, not in like a fun, like Giselle's kids way, like in a mean way. No. Yeah. I think so too. I don't think they like her very yeah. much. They're like it's like it's like a white kids versus black kids thing maybe where it's like, like <laughs> Giselle's kids are like mom you've got terrible fashion sense oh you're gonna wear that or whatever and it's like kind of sassy <laughs> and fun and this one it's like mom yeah. you're a bitch you know it's like mean. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know I don't even remember get out of my room mom like, dude <laughs> I forget what it was um, I hate my mom and I yeah. hate my dad. <laughs> yeah. very very much uh, that that sort of thing um yeah very angsty teen <laughs> any uh, any anything else you notice about that scene um n- not really that theme coach shaw and uh what's his, what's his name coach shaw is having like a, a barbecue and he um 
invites the chef over from a restaurant. And I think the, the slogan that the restaurant has is bringing the South to your mouth or something like that. And um, right, Seth yeah. loves it. Seth came in. He was like, I saw the truck parked in the front. That's a 12 out of 10 tagline, my guy. And Seth is not judging the housewife's tagline for a reason. That's all I got to say. Okay. So, uh, act Coach Shaw's barbecue yeah. is John Barlow, Justin Rose. So, oh, John Barlow is uh, Lisa Barlow's Lisa's husband. Husband, okay, John. Right. Then we got Justin, that's Whitney's husband. We got Seth, that's right. Meredith's husband. Coach, of course, is Coach Shaw, so Jen's husband. Um, Whitney Nahana's husband. Uh, but you know who do we do get to meet? We get to meet two of the lesser Angie's husbands. So we get to meet Ernesto, who is Dana's husband, and we get to meet Sean, who is Angie K's husband, aka Greek Angie's husband. I believe right? it's actually pronounced Dana. Dana, yes, you're right, Dana. Why don't we call her Danji? Uh, Danji, yes, yeah. Danji. <laughs> the, the Danji. Uh, <laughs> Danji, Angie, Angie. No, N- Angie, Angie, Danji. Mm-hmm. Mm. And notably missing from this is Chris Harrington of Finster Infamy. He was not invited to Ooh, this party. Did you notice that? That's true. Right. Mm-hmm. He, and so yep. he's the top Angie husband, but even some of the lesser Angie husbands got to be there. So. Right. That's interesting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's not that surprising because Coach Shaw is also really pissed at that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, so, uh, I, I I actually think that this scene is like a really interesting look at masculinity, right? Um, because like when all these men are coming in, like. <laughs> They all make like weird jokes. They're like, oh, no wives allowed. Am I right? And I'm like, what in the boys treehouse is this? Like, what in the girls have cooties <laughs> have I seen? But whatever. No wives were invited. Um, uh, Justin says, you know, I feel tension between Seth and 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 John, and that's surprising since we have like a, a guy code that you know any everything is left behind when we get together, meaning that we sweep confrontation under the rug. <laughs> so uh, I thought it was funny. Um, then uh, the chef uh, shows these guys how to do like a dry rub on some I don't know maybe it was brisket or something. Um, and then Seth almost seemingly ejaculates from the dry rub alone. You know what I mean? No lube, no nothing. Uh, and he acts Talk about a to dry speak rub, to, huh? yeah, just a dry rub. That's it. Uh, <laughs> but then he asks to speak to John outside, and Seth is like really awkward in expressing himself. He's like doing a stumble. Uh, do you think? Uh, right yeah. it's, um, hard to, it's hard to do and, that do a confrontation like that they d- d- am i wrong or did they meet like right outside the window where all the rest of the guys were like looking yeah. at <laughs> yes, like, did everyone exactly just see true. them talk like everyone was basically like literally watching them, like, an audience. just turn just turn <laughs> your head go yeah. around the corner side of the house or something guys. Yeah. he's like can i speak to you outside you could have just spoken to them right there yeah. <laughs> just right there yeah. <laughs> anyway so he's talking to him he's like john why didn't you speak to meredith at that party that we had in episode one and of season three and he's like john says well i was just in my own little world seth says 
how would you feel if you found out that your friend's wife was saying how she's a whore and was sleeping with half of New York and how her husband can't keep a job? How would you feel about that? And so John was like, uh, the same Meredith who was spreading rumors about uh, Utah jazz tickets and blowjobs? That Meredith? Um, and so John says basically who he who is without sin cast the first stone right and so Seth says um, if you have something to say say it to my face anyways they kind of like bro it out um, and then they go back inside and then Coach Shaw asks them okay is everything better when they like return to the group um, and Seth is like <sighs> I guess yes you're like, really awkwardly like, again is it better at least than it was before you guys went outside and they're like yeah yeah I guess yeah I like, guess that's all we need to hear that's all yeah that's all I want <laughs> <laughs> I, I oh, like, I I, another thing though about that confrontation was that like okay I feel like Seth was trying to like game it a little bit um game by, it how uh, well, here's the thing. So it was kind of cold out there and wherever they are in Salt Lake City. Uh, I guess it yeah. was like wintertime, I guess. And Seth comes with like a long sleeve, like sweater and a like vest, like a coat vest to keep himself okay. warm. And he's just like casually wearing it inside. And he's like, hey, can we talk outside? Meanwhile, uh, other, what's, <laughs> what's his name again? Justin. No, John. John. John is wearing just like a pretty thin looking shirt. That's an indoor shirt. And he comes outside and like, mm. he's cold. He's like got his arms crossed or whatever. Wow. Um, and like, I feel like if I was going to confront somebody and I wanted to have the upper hand, that would be a good way to do it. And, yeah. and like, what? He's not going to walk away. Really? Because, he's not going to walk make away him because cool. he's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's seriously. Funny. Like, I know, I just like think it's funny. like a home field advantage, like not being yeah. like freezing cold, you know? It's like, yeah, I yeah, know. I'm like have all of my you know bodily <laughs> faculties uh are working properly you are very uncomfortable but it would be really awkward for you to have to go back inside to get a coat mm-hmm. so you kind of have to stay out here and then even at the end of their conversation seth goes all right let's go back inside i know you're getting cold <laughs> he goes yeah in. so uh so yeah do you I don't think know. who do you who do you think won that uh interaction because like the fandom is split Really? I don't really think there was a winner, and I don't really think either of them take mm. the beef that seriously. Mm. Um, I think they're both like, eh, whatever, I love my wife, but also I don't really care about this mm-hmm. drama. <laughs> yeah. That's my that's the vibe. And like even yeah. John, I guess, he was like, well, your wife said this about my wife, but like when he found out about that, he laughed. He was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. True. And like he wasn't that's true. He was like, but, but, all right, James, I'm going to ask you a question. If I told you something that my friend Tara said about me and you were like, wow, that's really funny, but I was really hurt and it uh, caused me anguish for days. I mean, I'm crying yeah. over this thing. Would that sway your opinion on the situation? Wait, who was who the person that said this about you? Did you say a name? Tara. Tara. Tara oh, said our it. friend Tara, who's, who was on the other episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I would be... Uh, like, if it was something like that, I... I don't know. I, I guess... I, you know, emotions are complicated. I guess he could laugh and still be pissed about it. But, uh, yeah, I didn't really 
catch not the pissed, like energy like, that I do in a lot of the housewives fights that I uh, I didn't really catch that in that particular fight. Um, that fight which seemed was pretty what? tame. I mean, it wasn't even a fight. It was just like two bros trying to clear up a grievance that their wives. I mean, I think it was yeah, yeah. But uh, um, I don't know. Who it was awkward. Won? I guess like I don't know. Uh, I actually I would probably say John won since mm-hmm. he seemed he came like across he I guess really more budge. collected. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he came he came across more collected. So though, in that sense, uh, he probably he the, won. He was feel, feeling the cold. He seemed more together um well what do you think you you agree john yeah i think john uh came across better i don't really think there was much of a fight but if there was and there has to be a winner i guess john anyways we go back to the scene and uh like they ask coach how are you doing coach during this time and coach is like yeah it's it's tough you know and he says i i'm crying very often um because i cannot control the outcome and uh it's a very hard situation um and he can't play the role that he thinks a husband should play which is to protect their wife and so he feels like helpless and so he actually starts to cry agency Mm -hmm. he he actually he actually starts to cry in this in the scene and the the men comfort him uh, and he says that their support like fortify his spirit. Uh, and then Justin is like, I also got laid off. Very. Is this, it, it is something in that Rose household. What is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Oh, I actually like that though. No harm, no foul. <laughs> but it was funny. Do you know what I mean though? With yeah. that group handshake thing? Because it was like getting really tense and then like. Yeah. Seth reached across the table because like, you know, like, I don't know, like this is one thing the men don't really have uh, the um, language or the like awareness to comfort each other Mm -hmm. or really comfort anyone or or how to act in these sort of emotionally vulnerable public kind of uh, places. And um, I know that like sometimes I'll be sitting next to somebody who's crying and I'm like, oh, God, should I put my hand on their back or on their hand or something? And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And uh There's like Seth reaches forward to like looks like to put his hand on Coach Shaw's hand, but they just kind of meet in a handshake, in the <laughs> like they're doing like a business deal or something. Like he's like <laughs> he's like crying over something. He's and like, a high fiving, or like maybe he's like slipping him some money or something like that. Like he's like, here's <laughs> yeah. twenty bucks, kid. Don't spend it all in one place. But uh, yeah, like, just until you get yourself it's on like back a, on your feet. It's a business deal. <laughs> And then all the other like dudes at the th- table are like, oh, uh, and they all reach their hands in to touch the hands in the middle. <laughs> like, like, go, go Power Rangers or something like that. Like That's uh, so anyway. funny. But I, it, was, it was funny. And it was like, you know, as a guy, I understand the uh, confusion around that kind yeah. of environment and like how to react to somebody who's going through something and blah, blah, blah. You want to make them feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm making fun of them and all, but I, I thought it was like kind of a sweet moment, actually. Yeah, I would watch more of it. You know, um, I I like seeing that. Um, I also noticed just a just a thing, uh, just a little thing, that they made sure to serve barbecue for the men and oh, we yeah. eat meat. Oh, we like, have listen, to we're not have gonna, ribs. And these guys <laughs> are not going to talk about their feelings unless they feel like they are they've compensated for that. Their oh yeah, where's the somewhere. steak? 
and the pork. Like, oh, and you're the a barbecue. And the mm, beef. flavor of the mouth or whatever. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> south, of bo- south of the mouth or something like that. <laughs> yeah. South of the mouth. Yeah. Bring guys that mouth getting, on down south. Put your mouth that's on, the slogan. Put Bring your mouth down south. That's, that's the slogan. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it's very funny. And then like they're eating this like meat and then they're like, sometimes I cry or whatever. It's kind of funny, like the uh, juxtaposition oh. there. But also healthy, <laughs> healthy to, for dudes to talk about crime. I, I, that's why I said I want to I want to see more of it. I want to see more of it. You know, um, yeah. I think people also, always talk about their problems a lot better than the, the women did. Uh, that is actually and, true. This, you know, uh, episodes. They, people always talk about. Actually, there was like a, a clip that that uh, surfaced, and it was was making the rounds around the internet this week, where Michelle Obama was speaking to like Oprah's best friend Gail at um, like some kind of weird, you know, What's, event what Gail conference. Do? Is her job just to be Oprah's best friend? Does yes. Do and I just, I feel like I could do that job for Rihanna. <laughs> Oh yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if Rihanna. Two has a Caribbean girl. girls, Rihanna. <laughs> Hit me up. That's what I'm saying. There you go. Rihanna's a Caribbean. I think billionaire. Right that's right, and I think billionaire should exist. Definitely. Yep. Uh, Rihanna um, should exist. That's the only Rihanna. Exactly. Uh, when, when we eat the rich, Rihanna will be spared. No, but so. Michelle Obama was at this conference talking about how, you know, her uh, guilty pleasure is watching the housewives, specifically Potomac and Atlanta. Even though she doesn't like to see black women necessarily fight, she does enjoy the program. Right. And I'm like, a lot of people always talk about how it's not a good look for black women to fight, especially uh, or women to fight. Sometimes you expand that uh, that uh, sentiment. And I'm just like, I want to see. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I would like to see men fight too. Without, that, you know, I think that would help. like yeah. men, I want to see men with power or with, a, or with some modicum of power. So I guess members of the petite bourgeoisie fight and they have no access to like weapons of mass destruction. You know what I'm saying? Mm, true. Yeah. We don't want things to get too out of control. Yeah. Um, I would like to see. I think that would help feminism if we could have like a show where like a bunch of like straight dudes are just as catty and uh, toxic to each other as the Real Housewives are. For sure. Which real? Which world leader could you see on the Real Housewives? Donald Trump for sure. Um, Yeah, he's already a reality TV guy. I could see Putin. Putin would probably have like a Meredith esque kind of personality, where he'd be like, I don't. In a sense that like. He's not running oh, he's down doing friends. Photo shoots of him like riding a horse topless. Exactly. <laughs> you and your family that poses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. A, he does it's do funny. a lot of posing. That yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> about oh God, this is like if Meredith decides to sue this podcast for slander because we compared her to Putin, she would be 100% within her right to do so. And I will be the first person I to hope say she that. Does. Can you imagine if like they played a little bit of our podcast on the show? Oh my God. So, Can you please just into, sue like, us one time? And we, were like, we don't oh. got no money. So jokes on you, but yeah. you can sue us. And then immediately I would be moving back to Jamaica. <laughs> Girl, peace. 
hold that hold that yourself i'm not doing it anyways so then we see meredith and her niece her nephew and her sister at Meredith's home making white bean salad uh and one of the ingredients happens to be a lemon it took three people to cut a lemon three i'm not kidding i am not joking right now look at me dead in my eye you think kendall jenner was bad with the cucumber you need to see meredith her nephew and her sister try to cut this dirty lemon it is i, I couldn't believe it anyways so all right meredith <laughs> you got strong uh, opinions about how people cut stuff huh <laughs> Was it that Kendall Jenner was trying to cut a coconut? A cucumber, James. Got to get you on TikTok so you can you can listen to all the drama, darling. Listen, James is on TikTok, you know. If you're telling me, I send him videos to live till a fool. Drama is he won't go on it. Oh, somebody cut a cucumber weird. That sounds like the worst drama possible. You wouldn't know because you're not on TikTok. At least be more exciting than how somebody slices vegetables. Okay, well, you don't know nothing. I don't. That's, That's what I'll say. John's still um, <laughs> Well, you know, I'm nothing if not eloquent, and I think that was the best retort that anyone could have given. So, go argue with your mom, I guess. <laughs> All right. Not really. <laughs> I like your mom. But, um, uh, where are we? Yeah, so, you know, Meredith and her family have actually been going through a very hard time uh, this past uh, year, I guess, or this past season that we know her. Oh, uh, yeah, that was another she, thing that kind of Meredith's hanging out with her family and her sister and her yeah, nephew. Her, and her yeah, nephew. so Meredith just lost her family, and yeah, she was fighting with her sister incessantly, she said. And, like, if you guys, if anybody has gone through a death in their family, that's usually how it goes. You know, everybody is just dealing with like intense emotions and then you have some really hard decisions to make, right? Um, you know, where where are you burying him? Uh, what What's the what's the funeral going to look like? Uh, are we going to have a repass? Of course you are because um, the community, if you're Jamaican, will hate you uh, if you do not give them soup uh, after a funeral. Did you know that, James? I did not. Oh my gosh! There, it, it's I think akin to having an open bar at a wedding. Oh, get gotta get so. that soup, huh? <laughs> yeah. Soup yeah. in so, a styrofoam um, cup or something. <laughs> so yeah, it was a rough time, and um, Alex was experiencing like some mental illness and like drug addiction. Alex is Meredith's nephew, Myra's son. Um and What's he attempted Myra? to Myra M Y R A I believe um mm. and anyways so Alex attempted to unalive himself right simply put and so but they say that he's doing much better um and that's why he's obviously on this platform and he is in therapy and he's like expressing where he is to his therapist and like he's he's just like excited to help others so i I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to see where this storyline takes us um i'm i'm happy to see a storyline that is like uh beneficial to the audience to watch as well you know what i mean it's not uh simply just vapid arguments um and 
yeah, I'm I'm happy that Alex is is doing better as well. You know. You know, I um I agree with all that, but I'm still like very uncomfortable with him being on this show. Um, yeah, it feels like the um like Meredith like I don't know it feels gross. Feels like Meredith is kind of using this as a way to I don't know help her own storyline or something like that. Like she did not have a storyline up to this point. But um, interesting person in my family, he almost killed himself, and like they're yeah. putting together like an event like that's like supposed to be an event of positivity or something like that. I don't really right. pay attention to be honest. I, I forget what it was, but they're doing some like positive event to like help him and mental health and blah 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 positivity, and it's like why the fuck if you were really trying to create an event with positivity you wouldn't keep it as far away from this show as possible you really want to fucking introduce this like kid who's um you know has had suicidal ideation in the past Mm -hmm. who's kind of like struggling with their mental health you want to like connect him to jen shah you want jen shah to be and the audience is like like, the audience is so fucking toxic like i don't think you even understand how like like they get so much hate. Like I sat, I sometimes I sit down and I, I I watch what things are, what people are saying, and I'm like, y'all, honestly, y'all pathetic, pathetic. Yeah. I like would this... not be here, this invested in people's life, if I did not have this podcast and it wasn't making me millions of dollars. Yeah, I'm just confused because, like, yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah, oh, that'd, be, that'd be great. I'm just, uh, I'm just confused because Meredith knows. That this is not like a safe show for like children. Like her kid got cyberbullied by Jen Shaw. Like her, yeah. and like Jen Shaw mm-hmm. like outed him because he was he was like yeah. a kid who was like you know not heterosexual or he still or he's he still has not yeah he's not yeah, he, he never came yeah. out of the closet. Correct. But Jen Shaw was like talking about him online. Like you, what do you think the equivalent of that would be with someone who's uh, you know? suicidal or depressed or whatever like fragile jen shaw is going to be very uh right sensitive his mental health is fragile right now and like you say not only jen shaw but like just like the fan base in general is also very toxic so and like you know like the way the fucking choir thing went today that's supposed to be like a mormon choir and it just devolved into like shitty little (laughs) fights between like multiple people and what do you expect a fucking Oh, it's a positivity. Every single event that they do on this show turns into like yeah. multiple fights. So why? Would it's you a show about conflict. It's gross to me. It's that really is, gross. It's true. It's a show about conflict. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I'm not. I you know, not I don't know. Here for it. It's like it's like if I was like, oh, um, I I have a child who has this really serious illness and i want to uh you know bring that up on a platform that i have what's the platform bad girls club uh have you ever seen black bad girls club james oh no i thought that's just like a nickname for real housewives of salt lake city that you were making no <laughs> that's a show. bad girls okay. club bad girls club is real housewives on steroids bad girls club was on oxygen in the early 2000s. And when I said I used to fight, I mean, come here, let me fist you in your face, okay? I'm going to stomp in your throat. They were <laughs> savage. Wow. And so right. I don't know. Do, there's like a meme uh, from this girl. I think her name was Tanisha. She's so funny. Uh, she's a, a black fat woman. And she's like, 
you ain't get no sleep. I ain't get no sleep because of y'all. Y'all ain't gonna get no sleep because of me. And was you know you know that meme? No, I never heard of that. All right. Well, it's from there. Anyways, uh, that is your reality TV trivia for the day. So Heather is having her first choir practice. And of course, Angie K and Jen are in attendance. But for moral support, they did not make the choir. Only Lisa and, and Whitney made the choir. And Oh, they didn't? Oh, okay, and, okay, okay. And Angie, Angie, Angie H. was also there. Um, so they, they didn't and, make the choir, but they decided to show up and fight each other there. For moral support, they said that they were That's going for moral really support. Moral support, in my opinion. But. It, it, it just really bothers me because I'm like, when I go to the bathroom and I take a shit, why are none of my friends there to support me? I really, like, it hurts my feelings just thinking about it. Like, you know, I just think that they just don't care. Mm-hmm. I would I would be there for them to shit if they asked me, you know? Anyways, <laughs> isn't it interesting how, like, Bravo, <laughs> like, makes these ladies film under the guise of women supporting women? <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, you know, Jen says essentially that she wants Heather to have her back um, and do the right thing. And Angie K basically tells Jen that Dana says that she was bullying Angie, which enrages Jen. It makes her hot. Okay. Um, Also, where did Heather's ass come from? Heather has so much junk in the trunk and I do not. It makes me jealous. Uh, and uh, that thang is thanging as they say that thang is thanging as they say and if I had an ass cake I would give it to Heather as Seth gave Whitney a tit cake in season two (laughs) so yeah um, did Heather not have an ass before do do you you recall that she didn't have one or no I think she was probably dressing a little bit more conservatively and now she's like my girl is stunting she she must be hire a new uh, a black stylist. I swear to God, like when I look at her fashion, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, urban. This don't look like Salt Lake oh, yeah. City. She's this don't look like Mormonism. Uh, interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, she she looked damn good. Okay. Uh. Anyways, so I think it was really interesting that Whitney kind of like points out explicitly where she's coming from. You know, way that like it made sense to me at this time. All right, listen. She says that. She uh, is being a really good friend to Heather and she wants her to appreciate that. Um, right? They are they are at this choir practice singing Mormon hymns uh, okay. when they were just at Whitney's house at the beginning of the season signing like divorce papers from the ch- from the Mormon church. And she told Heather, Whitney did, how much trauma she had associated with the Mormon church. And she's still there singing little hymns, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that was an accurate point. Um, also, when I was watching that, I was like, for my entire life growing up in the church, I could not picture who actually likes to sing these boring hymns. Who? Heather. Heather. Oh my God, James! Have you ever had to learn a hymn? No, I haven't. They're so unfun to sing. Oh yeah. Actually, I changed, I changed my mind. I I remember one that was kind of fun to sing. Aren't they kind of fun in like black churches, or like gospel or whatever? It's a hymn. How you feel like oh. a hymn fun? 
it's still gonna be is it different no it's still i I never went to church out white church or black church i don't know there's like there's like like, like songs white people sang boring songs in church so in the church that i grew up in we had i grew up in like a methodist church well i grew up in a methodist church i grew up in a baptist church um my school was catholic Mm. um but you're just like playing uh, off each other or whatever my prep school mm. was was Catholic, but my high school was Anglican, and like, so I, you know, what I mean, been around. That's why you're <laughs> so confused nowadays. What church do you want to know about, my friend? So Jen Shaw, I don't know if you know, you caught this, but she tries to gin, give uh, Danji a Trump Trumpian kind of nickname. Did you did you catch that? She called oh, her Dana like, Banana. Dirty Dana. Dana, Dana Banana. I call her Dana Banana banana like I call her, you know. Little Rocket Man. (laughs) It's only funny if she thinks that Dana, or Dana, sorry, Danji, is trying to, like, destabilize the Sita Power in the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and not, like, Guatemala or or Colombia. Like, if she was referring to, like, Chiquita Bananas and the coups in the Global South, then you could call her Dana Banana. Otherwise, why? There are... Open spots in next season's. Uh, oh, one hundred percent, one hundred, one hundred. That's why all mm-hmm. these fucking like sharks are like you know, they they smell blood in the water. So that's yeah. also I think why Danji is going in so hard on Jen Shaw. She's oh like, yeah, fuck you. There is no mm-hmm. negative consequence to going after you. You're gonna be out of mm. here. So then, um, uh, Lisa and Heather argue about. Um, being friends i guess lisa asks if that she was that shitty of a person because you know and she kind of answers the question herself she's like no because heather you lied and you made me second that's myself right you told me that i sent you a text after your father died but according to this obituary your father didn't die till xyz so you lied (laughs) and so heather's like okay let's put the Facts aside and focus on the feelings. Red flag. Red flag. Anytime you hear that somebody said that 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 sentence. Yeah, I don't think it's like I don't hear that very often. But wait, why do you think that's a red flag? It just feels very uh, conservative. Really? Right. I I think the opposite. Yeah. Really? That's like um, Ben Shapiro's thing, where he's like, "Facts don't care about your feelings." Right. So right. she's saying the opposite of that. She's saying, no, let's talk about feelings because feelings are important. Like fe- feelings are oh, facts in themselves. Oh, I feelings see. Are, feelings are facts. And if you look at things completely like fucking like a robot and you don't take feelings into account, you actually are ignoring facts. Yeah. Because yeah. feelings okay. are important. And like, so with, you convinced with Heather's me. thing, she's like, yeah, I was feeling like this when you did that and like that's why I said this and when uh, you posted my father's obituary it made me feel like this and yeah you're supposed to be an empath like yeah to me, that's a fucking red flag anyone who says that they're an yeah. empath oh that yeah <laughs> person should be able to recognize that Heather feels like shit about this whole situation yeah. that Lisa's brought upon yeah. them and like yeah like so if you That's, have to self, if you have to declare I, that you're an empath, that probably means that you haven't been picking up on people's emotions, so you have to declare it. Yeah. Right? 
Anyways, calling yourself an empath will make people like you more. <laughs> so yeah. real empaths never would say that. Yeah. So um, Lisa continues the argument. She's like, she's like, Heather, do you even like me? A question to which Heather just like stares blankly at. Huh? What was that? What? I can't. Yeah, she's I can't like, hear you. Good was, question. The connection's mm. bad. <laughs> yeah. so, it was Sorry, really funny. You're, you're breaking up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are you going through a tunnel? They're like standing right in front of each face other. Face to face. <laughs> and then Whitney shows up. Yes. No, well, Lisa asks Whitney, can you come over and right, back me right. up here? She didn't uh, show up. And like, Lisa brings up like a interesting point to me. She says that Heather conveniently f- forgets things when she's hurt others. Like, you know, I forgot how it, how it ended at choir practice. I forgot that I pushed you through the door, Whitney, that when you were leaving my house. I forgot that I called you a dick-sucking whore. I forgot that you and Angie had beef, so I invited her to, to ski day. Like, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, right? Uh, and so right. they both like call her out on it. They're like, yo, every time we call you on something, you tell us how you forget. And like that can't be the 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 the, the band-aid for, for when we tell you say we feel a way about something that you did. And then Heather just walks away. So yeah. I feel like uh, yeah, the next time she'll be like, Hey, how are you guys doing? What even happened at that choir Mormon choir? I was wasted. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. And then they're um, like, Don't Heather, please. <laughs> You, you were sober, no? Nope. Right? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, we were saying that you f- conveniently forget shit when it benefits <laughs> you. Sorry, who are you again? What? Where am I? What's my name? So the episode ends when Angie Kay and Jen Shaw are at this weird little pool party on like a rooftop pool, just the two of them, uh, <laughs> and weird, some inflatable this animals so and trees. This <laughs> orchestrated by producers to me. Oh, 100%. 100%. The two of the, the entire phone call debacle, right? So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Jen and Angie like call Meredith, and there's Dana there, uh, she or uh, at Meredith's house. And then Jen uh, invites Meredith to this trip to San Diego that she wants to have. Uh, and right. Meredith um, says, Oh, Dana's here too. And Jen says, Good because I wanted to talk to her about something. Did you tell somebody said I was bullying people? Uh, and she said, I don't want Jen- Dana there. Uh, Dana says, yeah, I don't like how, how you talk to people. And uh, Jen shouts and walks away. Uh, there is footage of Jen doing so. Uh, Jen also says, you know, I have no intention of healing on this San Diego trip. I want to keep it very light. I want to get glam, get cute, keep it right on the surface. And I'm like, That's you said you want to keep does. it on the surface. Justin said he wanted to keep it on the surface when he when he met, uh, when when the boys get together. And I'm just like, why everybody just want to keep things surface? What? How you go get to know people? Anyways, I guess because it's a show. Whatever. Um, so that was the episode. Also, I wanted to just add an addendum. That has nothing to do with nothing. There's footage this week of Jen Shaw getting into a screaming match on the side of the road with her family. And with her family. that just kind of with her family. And that just proves to me that the fact that Jen did like a one-two shout in this scene with Angie K, Greek Angie on the rooftop pool and walked away. That is not a true Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw 
in season one, if you guys haven't heard her like leaked tapes where she like is berating her employee, please do. Because this lady will tear you a new asshole. I promise you. So I say that to say that this is this is all a part of like her image. Uh, Rehabilitation. Re- rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I think it's like actually so gross what Bravo is doing with Jen Shaw. It's like horrible. They are really letting her do whatever she wants and like mm-hmm. just make herself look really good, even though she's clearly very guilty of these crimes. Yeah, we watched a video uh, yesterday about it, about like how she's yeah. and like she you know all of the businesses were incorporated under other people's names and they were talking mm-hmm. to each other on encrypted messaging apps and they had all these different yeah. fake businesses to like launder money through like they mm. very much knew what they were doing and it was obvious from the very beginning of this lawsuit if you looked into it that Jen Shaw was mm-hmm. not innocent so I mean well whatever, the, the guy guilty, the but. YouTuber CoffeeZilla was like you know this was a this was actually like a very sophisticated crime or, or scam yeah. and like all he does is look at scams all day so <laughs> I believe him yeah. <laughs> so he knows he knows his scams mm-hmm but um, you want to do the, uh, the, the the rankings then? Let's do some rankings, babe. Okay. I want to go first. Okay, sure. So first on the list, surprisingly, is uh, Meredith. You know, I think people are very sympathetic for her and the, 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 the time that her family has had uh, in the past year. And um, yeah, it shows. People are saying, you know, I want to give Meredith a hug. I feel terribly for her family. Uh, one person was like, I feel like uh, I, I'm loving the evil, manipulative Meredith this season. How did Whitney miss it? She and Heather are merely tools. She needs to destroy Lisa Barlow uh, and she needs an equally evil housewife. So I don't know. Somebody is looking into uh, Meredith and thinks that there's some machinations going on behind the scenes that we're not seeing. Uh, anyways, second place is Jen. Surprisingly, I'm not wow. alone in saying that Jennifer Shonifer, her rehabilitation has been working. Like I, you know, seeing her more as human, you know, uh, seeing the attacks that Chris Harrington has been putting on her and her family, seeing the the, the, the turmoil and the anguish that her family is going through right now. You, you do sympathize with 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 her um and okay. she's funny and she's charismatic and that helps i'm sorry uh so then we have lisa barlow baby gorgeous baby gorgeous people think gorgeous. that you know she, even though she, she had that scene the episode opened with the jesus scene um and some people really love that some people think lisa how are you trying to be the victim when last seasons you, you were like blowing or talking about how people were whores. Like, I don't see how you're the victim in this. You're fake. You're inauthentic. You're this, you're that. Uh, um, so somebody else. <gasps> I thought this was so funny. It doesn't really have anything to do with the her, I guess, performance. Her, <laughs> how she was in the show. 
but it did have to do with Vita Tequila and it was just like a quote off one of the reviews. It says, I've tasted Lisa Barlow's Vita Tequila and it tastes like straight up Mormon oppression and sad undertones. No wonder there are rumors about her doing favors to get it into places because who is really volunteering to drink a drink like that? The packaging is nice though. No wonder there are rumors <laughs> about funny. her doing favors because it tastes like cum. <laughs> Lisa Barlow says it's on- yeah, but only the finest come. Like m- my taste is so reply refined. This is top shelf. <laughs> yeah, this is not well come. All right, this is like come that's been aged in a barrel for that's right generations. Yum, protein. Uh, so so uh, Lisa is in third place. Then we have Whitney. People don't like Whitney. We know this, uh, and I really do think a part of it is her voice um one person even says you know i don't even have no reason to don't like her but i just don't like her for no reason (laughs) (laughs) these are honest yeah but one person said unpopular opinion i believe whitney and just that you know because it seems like she's this episode helped her get a little bit more goodwill on her side i'm gonna award her a little bit more goodwill than heather who is not faring well in the Lisa Barlow uh, fight. I think people are saying, people said, you're such a liar. You're a terrible person. You just wanted to pretend to be Lisa Barlow's friend, blah, 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 blah. So that is my Goodwill rankings. What do you think? Um, yeah, that's, um, I guess that's the way it goes uh, with the, the that's fans. How you it, never know where they're yep. going to go. Probably going to make never. Uh, some decisions that I wouldn't necessarily agree with. But uh, <laughs> I guess uh, my power rankings, I don't, okay, this is going to be like a bit of a wild change. I'm not going to put Jen Shaw at the top because I do feel her power is slipping, even though she's, she's almost like become like the Heather of this season, just in the way that she's the only one who's friends. I agree. Yes. Right. Like she's, she, there's like a schism and she is somehow like mm-hmm. straddling both sides of the yes. like dividing line. And she's able to hang out with Whitney. She's able to hang out with, you know, uh, Meredith, Heather. She can, she can hang out with everybody. Who's the other one that I'm not missing? Oh yeah, Lisa. Uh, no one is pissed at Jen. Everyone is treating Jen with like kid gloves. But I'm not going to put her at the top this week because I feel like the person who made the most moves was uh, actually Lisa. Even though I think that she was like, kind of acting in like a gross way uh going Uh to that choir confronting heather um bringing whitney onto her side getting that same like visual kind of like yeah look whitney's with me me and whitney are like together right this is your like best friend and like i'm using her to like cut you down so i'm actually gonna put lisa at the top uh she took some bold risks this episode and i feel like they pay they pay you think it paid off so second place uh, is going to be um, Jen Shaw, who is still very powerful, and all the people are afraid of her except for Danji, who mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that will kind of be contagious because I'm kind of sick of it. Come on, Danji. Yeah, letting Jen do whatever. Dana she wants. banana, come on, yeah, come on. Chiquita the, banana, let's go. The Danable, Danable <laughs> Lecter. Um, anyway. Except in this case, we're calling Chiquita banana the hero. They weren't. Just need no, to say that. They, they're two in Guatemala, <laughs> so fuck them. Yeah. United Fruit. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, moving on, though, to third place. Uh, okay, so the bottom three. Fuck, I always put Meredith in the middle. And yeah, she's going to be in the middle in this one. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, then the last two places are Whitney and Heather, and I actually think Whitney is above Heather this week as far as power. Ooh. I think Heather, Heather lost her kind of... Uh, not, Sorry. I lose her moral high ground. I think I'm still like more on Heather's side overall, but... Mm. As far as just like who has the power here, like Heather was like, yeah, I'm going to have a fucking choir and like everyone's g-. and then people were like, oh, I didn't get invited back. I'm just going to fucking show up anyway. Yeah. And no one's afraid of Heather. No one. She doesn't have That's any hard true. power or soft power. So I'm going to say fifth place. Yeah. And she like lost ground in a lot of the fights. Right. So. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. And she ended up mm-hmm. walking away from that one fight like before it was really over. Yeah. It's not looking good for you, Heather girl. Ooh. No, it but is. I, I kind of love to. I, I kind of love to see when you know, like the fan favorites are a little, like they have a little struggle. You know, don't give mm. me boring. At least she's working for that snowflake yeah. this season. Let's go, okay? Yeah, that's real stakes. I feel hype. You know? She's like kind of touching yeah. her own reputation, her own image, her, her brand. Yeah, yeah. And I dig Which it. Is sad because you know she is the best one, but uh, yeah, she's. I feel like she's made some bad plays this season. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, she's not bad. Like the like she's like uh, worse than the rest of them, <laughs> right? No, no it's not just at all. in but these she, situations, I mean, I mean, how are you best uh, portraying yourself? I guess that's the the the, the, the game we should be playing, right? In yeah, these like situations, if you look at you this best. like a game of chess, I just mean she's made mm. like some weak moves that she should have right. probably thought. Okay, through. not that she's like a bad person or anything like that, or yeah. she's worse than the other ones. No, no, she's just mm-hmm. like, and like you know, a lot of the moves I thought like her not corroborating that ridiculous story with the jazz tickets i was like like regardless of what the actual truth is if she remembers that happening she handled it very well like that's exactly how she should have handled it be like what no that's ridiculous and why would anyone believe that and also that doesn't even make sense because jazz tickets are not that expensive (laughs) like if it was uh (laughs) tickets that i could see like whatever that joke was like that's a perfect way to handle that fucking like Mm -hmm. situation um anyway yeah, but yeah, no, uh, that, that's my power rankings. I don't know. I All just right, so that's episode eight, eh? Don't take them too seriously, but yeah, that's my power rankings this week. RSV, please. Horrible name for an episode, and bravo, like, who who is whose job is it? Whose yeah. job is it to name these things? They this need to be fired. Like, the real house bros <laughs> of Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I, obviously, you're going to talk about, like, the, the fact that the men got, like, a lot of sig- significant screen time. No mention of that. Anyways, I've I'm never I'm seen it before. I'm the guys are usually ridiculous. On and off. Whoever's doing this is slacking. They need me as a copywriter. Have you guys seen some of the funny stuff that I read about this podcast? <laughs> Don't even yeah. Tell that. Okay. Yeah. I grab myself up. My Anyways, uh, I think that ends our episode, and we'll see you guys next week. Please subscribe to this channel like this video comment uh follow james on patreon vote um wash your feet when you bathe um (laughs) and i'm i'm gonna leave you guys i'm gonna leave you guys with a hymn okay all right uh this is the hymn that uh we sang when i was in uh high school this is my high school hymn Anglican Church. Read on the rich. Read on the rich. Oh, read on the rich. Read on. For real, it it goes. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else.
a banger. That does not pass the banger test. Them's hymns. Sorry. I used to hate not them. I used to hate them so much when I was growing up in church. Hate them. I was like, hear this damn woman come with our about how we go sing this damn boring hymn again. Why we can't sing Kirk Franklin? At least he he got some energy. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Bye guys. See you guys next week. All right. Bye everybody.